and five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to What's the Dilly's Podcast. What's the Dilly's Podcast is a podcast I created to bring the dance community closer together by bringing you behind the scenes and incidents of my favorite dancers in hopes that it can help you on your dance journey and maybe can help you in your life too. Sweet. So for today's guest, um, we are fortunate to have 2015 and 2016 back-to-back HHI Adult Division gold medalist. What a mouthful right there. <laughs> Golly. Uh, 2018 World of Dance contestant. Let's go. Let's Sick. go. Uh, representing NZX team and the brothers, Jackson Torai. Kia guys. Thankful to be here. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for asking me to do this. Sweet. Appreciate it. All right. So, um, honestly, bro, the reason why I got you here is because, like, I, and I think the reason why I got you here out of all the brothers I could have asked was because I feel like I just I vibed with you or clicked with you the most throughout all the conversations we've had. And I'm like, yo, fuck, nah, Jackson's cool, bro. I feel that. I appreciate that. Yo, and even okay. back in the day, bro, like, um, because you're, you're, you're 21, right? Uh, 22 now. Oh, damn. Please. Please, yeah, let's go because uh, yeah. um, I was I, I remember back in the day I think we were on the same year level uh, yeah, and yeah. like I used to think like I used to look at you and be like bro fuck like how is Jackson killing it so hard bro and I'm like I'm like over here like not not going anywhere oh, I'm right. like bro I used to be like that I was like damn bro Jackson's killing alright sweet I gotta like get my hustle up you know yeah, like this bro is going world stage yeah, bro, I'll, I'll, I'll blame it on the team around me, I guess. A little bit a little bit on my motivation, my self-motivation and my aspirations, but Yo. definitely had a good good team of people around me as well. That that always helps. Fuck humble too. Fuck. <laughs> no, and a stuck Steve. Fuck. <laughs> Alright. Alright, bro. So uh, I've been asking this question to um everybody since two thousand and twenty one started. So two thousand twenty was a big year um what's one thing you're leaving behind in 2020 and what's one thing you're taking with you to 2021 um one thing i'm leaving behind in 2020 is definitely my i built up a bit of insecurities within kind of my movement and what i was putting out there and Mm. i don't know i guess that was just something that i created in my head and i i kind of realized it was happening because everything i made i just thought oh it's not good enough or people aren't gonna like this and then I just realized, you know, that that was never the reason why I started in the first place. I don't, I'm not, I don't do this to impress people. I do it because it feels good and mm. because I enjoy it, you know. So it's kind of just getting back to that and just doing it for the the real reason why I started. Yeah. Yeah. And um, something that I'm going to take from it is, I guess, I connected with myself a lot more and, and like a deeper perspective and just really being able to appreciate me for who I am and everything that's got me to where I am as well. So just being grateful for everything that builds you to, to be who you are and where you are in life, I think. So that's what I'm going to take. Bro, where did, um, where did the insecurity, like, start from? Because I think, well, that's, it's just buzzy for me to hear this, bro, because you're, you're crazy in my eyes, bro, like, straight up. Appreciate that, bro. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it was a thing that kind of slowly happened over time. It's just mm. maybe I took it too serious or I was just doing it for the wrong reasons at times but um yeah i guess it's i wish i knew but it, it happened and i'm just grateful that i at least acknowledged that it was happening and decided to make a change and i'm getting my confidence back for sure and i'm just really enjoying everything that i'm doing which is it's great yeah yeah that's solid g and i saw your latest video of riley too that was pretty solid g. Yo, appreciate that oh, that was tight yeah bro. that was fun that was a fun one um for us uh, 
Uh, we're just going to take a little um, hot topic before we hop into uh, the actual questions. Yo. So, I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen our um, royal family getting into the news? Oh, I think I've heard about it, actually. Oh, Is this about the fee? For, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I def- I've heard about it, yeah. So, for viewers or listeners out there, um, so royal family got into the, the local NZ news for having... Um, I guess overpriced audition fees. It was like at two hundred bucks or something. I believe. I don't. I honestly can't remember. But I think it was two hundred. Yeah. Um. So honestly, like, I don't feel like it's that bad. But how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you know if it was was it a one day audition or was it like over a few days of like? Oh, that's the thing. I don't even know. Man. Yeah, because cause the way I see it is, um, I guess they've got to filter it somehow because they're like one of the biggest names out there you know in terms of a company and mm. what they've achieved so of course everybody's gonna want a piece of that and everyone's Hi. gonna want to come and try be a part of it but yep. um not everyone's up to their standard i guess yeah so there's got to be a way for them to filter filter out who's actually serious and uh, who's yeah. not Type. and yeah. also another perspective is i guess whoever's teaching or, yep. or sharing their craft they they deserve i guess a little bit of something in return mm. um whether that's like a fee or oh yeah i guess scrap that (laughs) (laughs) they deserve they deserve a fee for um Mm. sharing their craft and i feel maybe 200 is is a bit steep but yeah i mean that's really up to them you know and that's Mm. where they place their value and um i'm guessing that people still win and people still pay for it so yeah yeah i was honestly a bit weird seeing that skeptical yeah but i mean they make it work you know and Hard. it's got to be done i guess hmm. they got a, they got their own bills to pay for as well and it's also weird like when people i guess like I've, i think i was reading the comment section of that article as well and like people were going like oh man they're like they're so money hungry and da da da. i'm like uh hmm. i don't know in some in some aspects i'm like yeah that could be true like there are kids that go out there and would really like to be in royal family that like would like it cheaper but then at the same time like you're trying to be in one of the best yeah exactly like royal family ain't no joke bro yeah, like how much money do they make off their show like maybe two mil or over yeah very prestigious so much, and yeah. if you if you do get in and and you give it your best like there's a very high chance that you'll you'll get out there quite a bit you know you yeah. get a lot of exposure and True, you might bro. get some awesome opportunities so i guess that's the the risk that mm. you have to be willing to pay if you are serious about it so Hard. yeah it's quite do- interesting though do you reckon um do you reckon RF does like scholarships? That'd uh, be dope. I'm not sure actually. That would be dope. Yeah. I def I know that they definitely have uh a few like maybe favorite dancers that they uh, always yeah. put forward. They they support because they know that they're capable of a lot, you know. Mm. But um I'm not I'm not too sure about scholarships. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting question. Like, do you reckon if okay from your dance journey, right? Have you ever had that thought of, I want to join RF? I've definitely thought about it, yeah. Oh. I definitely have thought about it. Um, I guess what shied me away was I was just really happy with where I was and the people that I was dancing with, and I just had a lot of freedom to create myself, like, Yo, you know, tight. stuff that I enjoyed doing. And uh, one of my favorite things about dancing is um, being able to create choreography and seeing mm. other dancers do it, you know, because like, everybody has their own style, everyone's built differently and everyone hears the music slightly differently and it's just awesome to see people sharing that energy back mm. back to you you know after after you share your craft i guess 
Yeah. Right. Bro, I like your choice of words, how you um how you said built different, bro. Yeah. I was just like, yo, this guy's a gamer, bro. Yeah, this guy different. This guy's a gamer, yeah, bro. <laughs> He's built different. All day. <laughs> Alright, G. Um so um obviously if if you guys are tuning into this episode, you know that Jackson's uh most notable for his um his achievements with the brothers but even before that bro like how did that even start like where did your dance journey start um i guess my journey started when i was really young um music kind of speaks to me differently so i just you know like if i hear a song that i like it just moves my body and mm. you know it just feels good and i like to i like to dance i really enjoy it um and my parents got me into classes because I just had too much energy and I was doing oh, handstands around the house wow, trying to break dance and stuff, you know, being a little kid. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed the class and the teachers, they liked having me part of the class. They said that I have potential, which of course felt good. So I was like, yeah, Yo, let's see, tight, see what that tight. potential is. And um, from there, I never really looked back. I started off at the, the dance studio and um, from there, I had my first crew exclusive. Mm. and we competed in 2010 at uh the world supremacy battlegrounds how old were you then bro Ooh. 11 10 is that 11 yeah 10 11 11 12 maybe yeah and i did that with gabe as well so me and gabe have been dancing together forever me and that guy share a special bond it's awesome and i think that's something that's special about the brothers too is Mm the bond that we share between each other and that's why you know our studio sessions are always enjoyable mm. and we always create something that we always we all like to do you know we're all proud of it in the end because all of us have our input and have our say in the end product which is awesome but yeah so started off with exclusive we never really did did well at any of the comps mm. because we were all just rookies you know yeah yeah but it was just an awesome opportunity to just to get up on stage and having practiced and you know cleaning choreography trying yeah. to look the same as um my other team members um and i i did i learned a lot from that got to go to australia mm. and um compete over there as well we came like second to last but you oh. know you gotta nah, you nah, gotta nah you traveled you, you traveled bro somehow. yeah, like, but yeah, nah, yeah. You gotta experience out of that i got to i got to take class from brian brian Pulse Pulse, oh, which was awesome. die, die. yeah that was the that do you remember the, what set you learned from him what song uh, oh top of my tongue no i can't remember exactly i can i can think of it but i can't i can't name the song yeah do you know artist nah unfortunately Ah, not eh? (laughs) thinking so hard but i just can't (laughs) funny story from that actually though after he he did a solo at the end of class yep. and like i just like lost my shit eh? i was like yep. yo took my shoe off and hey. took my bed and, yep. him, like, on the <laughs> and he like looked in our direction he looked mad eh? i was like i'm sorry bro yo. I'm, a big, I'm your biggest fan i didn't mean to hurt you wow, <laughs> that's crack up bro but yeah it was so funny um awesome experience and yeah it was mean to just travel and connect with with my crew at the time i guess that's one of the I'd say that's one of the um, biggest advantages or um, best things that you get out of dancing is you really get to connect with a lot of people mm. on, on different levels, you know, and yeah. just sharing sharing um, that same passion for dance and music is, is I guess it connects you automatically mm. and um, traveling together, you know, you get to know each other well and you get to make a lot of fun memories, which is awesome. 
And then, um, so after that, I guess we eventually ID Co became a thing. Yeah. So um, I started jamming with them and I was part of their MIG crew. And we went, we also went to compete at uh, World Supremacy Battlegrounds. Yeah. And at the same time, Exclusive kind of fell apart and I started jamming with Excess. Oh. And that was when I first got to jam with Riley as well. Because uh, that was the crew that he started. Mm. Um, and that was awesome as well. That was probably... When you say that that was the crew he started, does that mean like you were all doing your own choreography at that point? Yeah. That's oh, what I was. That's what man. I was about to say. That was probably my first experience where we didn't have like a mentor, yep. kind of guiding every, guiding us every step of the way. Because um, for exclusive, we had Simon Watts. Mm. He was our mentor and our choreographer, and he was great. He taught us a lot. But um, just having that, I guess that responsibility to just hold your own weight and yeah. you know, yeah, it was it was a lot, a lot to take on for for how young I was, but at the same time I was really willing to because i enjoyed it you know mm. it's awesome um so that year we went and performed in australia again and i also had a uh, another crew or was it wasn't really a crew it was kind of like a collective called the pack oh yeah, it was yeah. between me riley nathan and gabe yeah so that was that. something else you know we were we were just creating all these things for mm. us to just to create and um and share what we love to do we just love getting together and making moves to to music yeah. that was our thing um you guys were ahead of your time g i reckon with the pack like i remember seeing your um your chris brown ao uh yo. yeah i was like yo i was like oh shit damn these guys are crazy bro and then like i looked at how old you guys were i'm like oh fuck all right oh <laughs> all right guys <laughs> yeah actually i love i i used to love making videos and content like that but um mm. it's kind of i've kind of fallen off a little bit because I guess I feel like there's a bit of a, a standard that I have to reach if I'm gonna release oh. something, you know. So, costs money to get a, a videographer. And is that is that time. a standard that um do you think is that a standard you put on yourself or that you think you you've just observed from everybody else? Like, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it's something that I've observed from others, and I'm like, yeah, I wanna I wanna at yep. least be that that standard, you know, mm. or above. I always want to reach reach higher. That's just That's something tight about too. me, you know. That's tight. Always trying to do better, not better than others, but better than yourself. Yeah, bettering yeah. myself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that year was that that year was quite intense because actually Nathan injured himself right before the performance for the pack. Mm. So we had to go uh, backstage and like change everything to just yeah. the three man performance. Oh, true. And they told us that we're not actually allowed to perform or we're not allowed to compete with three people because four was, was this the was this right before the performance? Yeah, Whoa. yeah. So he was practicing a flip. It was so hot backstage, and yep. I don't think he'd been drinking enough water or something. Uh, yeah, and he tried yeah. to do like a a round off backflip like layup, mm-hmm. and um, when he was in the air, he just like I don't know something just switched in his head, and he just fell straight. Bro, dome, that's bro. scary, G. And honestly, it was concrete floor with like a little bit of con- I oh, mean, a little bit of carpet bro. on top of it, and we all heard it. We all felt it actually. Yeah, you know? we we all felt a scale like hit the floor. Fuck. And yeah, he was knocked out for a little bit after that, and we, he had to go to hospital. So that was quite scary, and for us, it like really shook us. You know, it yeah. was probably the first experience where we had to learn to, I guess, handle exterior kind of variables that mm. you know we're playing on our mental and we just had to kind of focus up for the time being and do what we came there 
what do what we went there to do you know yeah. just try kill it off mm. and i mean we went on stage we had a great great performance we all yeah. had great fun and we dedicated it to nathan you know gave yeah. us a little bit more fire but obviously we didn't place well because um we didn't mm. have enough uh team members we were under the bare minimum so no. it was cool to still get up there and um performing with id co as well that was awesome you know being part of a mega cruise uh really fun because you know when do you get to dance with like 30 people Hard. on stage you know Hard. um that was awesome and i got to connect with a lot of people through that as well and um after that i think it was in 2014 we went to oh we competed at nationals uh as id co mega crew and we qualified to go represent new zealand over at hhi yeah. hip hop international and that was my first year um having the opportunity to actually go over to america and do that um it's always always had been a dream of mine you know i'd watched tmc growing mm. up and sweden sour and all the new zealand crews and just like i just thought it was impossible you know i thought yeah. it was like top tier like out of my reach but um finally got the opportunity to do that and we ended up coming third and it was yeah. an unexplainable feeling eh? just you know feeling like you don't even deserve to be there then having yeah. your crew called out in the top three you know i jumped like i was sitting in my seat and i jumped from my seat like probably the highest i've ever jumped before eh? yeah. on stage crying what a feeling <laughs> holy and then after that that's actually when um the brothers started it was on our way home in the van um we were just buzzing you know we were like man this this feels awesome and i can't remember who said it i think uh, it might have been Fale or, or riley and they were like how cool would it be to feel like this and achieve this but like in a seven man crew oh we yo. we were like, oh that'd be pretty sick oh was it just like all of you guys all in one band and then yeah yeah oh, so shit. a few of us were stuck um in the in the boot and some yeah. of us were in the back seat because we were overloaded but yeah someone said that we were all looking at each other like wow that'd be pretty sick Yo. like are you, are you kidding or are you actually serious about this and then holy uh we met up when we got back home and turns out we were actually serious and keen keen to do it and we were like we came to the agreement that if we're gonna if we're gonna come together and do it we gotta give it everything you know we're not gonna mm. we're not gonna just put together a crew just to be forgotten or just to you know um come come shy of our goals so we we got together we wrote down everything we wanted to achieve and mm. and we we committed to it like full-heartedly you know we went cold turkey no drinking no partying ah. we really put our lives on pause for it and like it was still our biggest dream was to get a gold medal mm. because like we got top three now and we'd been to worlds but you know that next thing would be to get you know first place just to come back home ripping nz with that gold medal around our necks and we literally did everything in our power to try and achieve that yeah and uh, yeah that was an awesome experience um yeah from there i guess brothers we were at that time we were worlds was the only only thing in mind you know we never had um any ideas of what would happen after that it was kind of just we had that one goal and wanted to achieve it and um we just trained hard for that whole year for that first year we trained hard pretty much every mm. every day we'd, we'd wake up and have like uh morning fitness sessions as well damn bro you know, trying to get 
fit enough just to do our set like easily yeah because we found that with um when we did id co we were all like wasted like you know, stuffed after after going 100 percent and doing the choreography we just couldn't even breathe so mm. <laughs> we knew that if we wanted to be like first place material we had to train like it so that's what we kind of put on ourselves and i guess we we lived up to it in a way but of course everyone slips up here and there you know Hi. we had a we had a few moments between us as well like a few disagreements but i think that actually made us a lot closer and stronger you know True. overcoming those i guess those little barriers that everyone everyone has you know uh, it's just cool that we were able to talk about it and acknowledge mm -hmm. it and then move forward from it because if you don't talk about it it can just become an awkward situation in the studio uh, you know and the energy is a bit off it's just not it's not even worth training at some points mm -hmm. when it's like that so it's dope that you guys can like just be honest with each other at that point as well and just be like yo i just don't like what um is going on here because yeah, if you don't be honest then like all that energy just kind of builds up and then yeah it's like um ah uh, it's like self-destruct you know yeah yeah slow ticking time bomb yeah definitely uh, a large amount of respect for each other to mm. you know be able to check up on each other and and, and put each other and put out put each other in each other's place when when needed so yeah <clears throat> What was the difference between the first year and the second year? Um, yeah, that's a good question. First year, first year was, I guess, unknown territory to us. Mm. You know, we we didn't really know what to expect. Um, we didn't know what kind of a chance we had up against you yeah. know everybody else i think the year before that we were looking at the champions i think they were i think it was brotherhood mm -hmm. and yeah they they were like crazy they they did some amazing things on stage and i mean myself i questioned whether whether we were like able to compete with them as well because mm -hmm. i knew that they'd be competing again but um yeah i guess there was a bit of an element of like competitiveness without even knowing them you know it's like oh yeah. well we got to try our best to like you know outdo them um and then that first year i guess like i said we went cold turkey we like fully fully committed everything probably from like pre-season onwards i guess you'd mm. call it pre-season because yeah. it was a bit early earlier than we started for the second year at least um but yeah we started really early and we'd never really looked back you know mm. we only looked forward and and we kept every week um we'd recap and we'd be like okay are we on track like are we gonna do this yeah. you know and if, if we're not on track then we'd really sit and think about what needs to change or what more we need to do you know did you did you only have like you guys to um rework the set like did you have a second pair of eyes or like um oh yeah definitely so being part of idco uh we had like josh Suzanne come in oh, and, yeah. and watch the set and give us feedback mm. and andrew Suzanne and stuff um yeah we had a lot of lot of feedback even our parents you know it's, mm. it's always good i think it's always good to have fresh a fresh pair of eyes yeah you know um and get feedback even if it's feedback that you don't want to take on board it's just good to hear you know other people's opinions and at least think about it mm. um so yeah that first year we changed our set like so many times oh, true yeah for the better though every time we changed it, i think it got oh. better i think so I'd, ho I'd hope so <laughs> nah, of yeah, course there's some yeah. gems that, that we'll never see nah. <laughs> but um the the process of the first year was yeah. 
the the best thing for me was um when we're just mucking around we were just mucking around you know trying to come up with ideas or blow-ups and you know crazy tricks to do on stage we just we just have a laugh and and oh what if we do this oh nah that's probably yeah. that's not even doable and then you know connor will try to do it and he like almost cracks it we're like oh maybe we actually can yeah. do this you know kind of breaking down barriers um and just realizing that we are capable of more than our brains thought we were you know mm. and um going to worlds that year uh it felt really different to the first year i went with id co because i just felt like i was in game mode you know i felt like i was in x games mode or you know at the olympics like i was yeah. not just me I, when i say i i mean like us. the team yeah the yeah. team we were locked in like it was it was awesome we even had like a plan to we had um nathan's dad he's like a sports physiotherapist or yep. um something like that and he wrote up a plan for us to adapt to the time zone over there you know Ooh, the time time zone difference we had um that's tight after trainings we'd have like a recovery session in the pools and stuff we we're making sure we're eating well and everything was kind of just catered to our, our goals you know so Bro, that's insane it was awesome to just prove to myself that you know you can I can do all of that and mm. I can I have this goal that I I want to achieve and I'm going to do anything do it to achieve it and I've got my brother my brother's backing me up you know right. and they they feel the exact same so all I've got to do is worry about myself you know yeah. it's an awesome feeling and then that that year performing on stage um our first performance was unreal like the crowd reaction it's, it's it wasn't something we expected of course it's something we wanted but like actually receiving that energy from all these people from around the world it was just unreal eh? we're like oh these people actually they feel what we're doing you know mm -hmm. we might have might have a fighting chance here and then when we heard the results as well we were we lost our minds eh? we're like okay we could actually do this i think we got um i think we got s second place in prelims oh true second place in semis and then first in did you change your routine at all from oh actually what are your thoughts about changing your routine like um because i know some teams they change their routines from like prelims to semis to finals yeah are you a fan of that or not um not personally not i don't like changing i mean if if it's if it's necessary like if you get some feedback saying maybe uh there's too there's too much going on it would be a smart idea to just kind of simplify it, you know, make it a bit more readable, yeah. take out some moves maybe, or if um if you can't even make it to the end of the set with um energy left, yeah. you know, maybe you got to find facts. moments to pause and, and catch your breath back or bring it down for a second. Um, but I kind of disagree with changing like whole songs and sets yeah. unless, it, unless it is necessary, you know, you got to do what you got to do and you got to trust your gut in instinct, mm. I guess. But um, for us, we kind of just tweaked, tweaked little things here and there, and and refined, refined everything, and made sure that uh, it was foolproof. I guess we didn't want any. We we took chances, but the chances we took, we made sure that it was like at least like ninety nine percent success rate. You know, mm. there's that one percent where like you're human, you might you might miss it, hard. but we'll do everything we can not to. So, yeah. It can be hard changing the set because um, 
you know, it just it applies extra pressure to you going on stage. Like, I, I think it's just a natural thing. Like, you're going to stress out, you know, yeah, like bro. you've got this old version that you've been practicing for uh, who, who, whoever knows how long. Um, and then you've just gone and changed it to something completely different. You got to think about it. You know, I think if you're thinking about what you're doing yeah. on stage at that point, I, I feel like you're not, you're not locked in, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's not right. I mean, my best performances, I can barely remember them. I just remember being there, you know, and Tight. like, yep. and just, yeah, giving it my all, just trying to breathe. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I kind of don't like, um, understand is like when people, t- uh, when crews change their whole sets, I'm like, it's like, it's almost like you fold in a way, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you don't trust in your abilities enough to like carry you forward. Yeah, true that. And I'm yeah. just like, oh bro, but like, this set was tight. Maybe if you tweaked it a little bit, but then when they changed the whole song, I'm like, ah, oh. I yeah. feel like they just folded it and then like, they're just conforming and they believe in themselves. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, I've seen crews go from 10th place to like top three without changing their set at all. You know, they mm. just clean it or they just, they just do it better, you know? Yeah. And then there's crews that have changed their whole set and they've done even worse than they, they, mm. they did the first time around. So I guess that in itself can, is kind of saying something. Yeah. Yeah. For a second year when you guys went into it, was it the same like intense cold turkey as last year or well, how did you guys even find the drive to come back the second year? Because I reckon after the first year, you know, it came off such a high, like what was that motivation to be like, oh, let's do it again? Yeah. I think the main thing for us was all the doubters like everyone's oh, saying true. you know it was a fluke or uh you guys couldn't bro do it no again. way who was saying this uh, i don't know i don't want to call i don't i can't i don't have any names to call out oh, bro, that's it was mud, just dude. a general kind of energy going around like, was it people from nz yeah oh bro yeah. that's that's even more mud yeah. gee, nz you're trash bro what the hell bro <laughs> that's, that's mud that, that's that tall poppy syndrome that's man. so Come mud on, bro guys. what the hell gotta get rid of that shit yo um yeah but I guess as well, we wanted to prove to ourselves that it wasn't a fluke, you know, yeah. like we just wanted to just to prove like, yeah, we, we did it and we can do it again if we really like put our minds to it, you know, I guess right. we just didn't have enough of the rush. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Cause like if anybody that knows dance saw your set, like it's hard to say that it was a fluke cause your set was like, <laughs> it was on bro. Everything was like entertaining from start to finish shapes every few seconds, like blow ups. I was like, damn. I appreciate that, bro. Thank like, you. you could tell a lot of hard work went into that, and the fact that people call it a fluke, oh, bro. Even I feel, <laughs> even I feel angry about that, bro. <laughs> nah, Shit, nah, bro. Nah, I, okay, yeah, I kind of feel it. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I kind of understand your your POV. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, I'd be bad too. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, go prove prove the haters wrong, yo. you know. Um, but yeah, um, we I guess we still tried to go cold turkey, and mm. and um, I guess it wasn't the same as intensity as the first year. Um, because by this point we a few of us had a few more responsibilities in terms mm. of you know like life yeah um but we still gave it our best and we still we still were healthy and training and and trying to be fit our main focus was going back with uh i guess something that's brighter but is quite different you know we don't want to go back and and do the same thing on stage or something mm. that looks like we've just remixed yep. you know what we did but still trying to make it as entertaining and uh, as impressive as everyone found it the first year it was really hard for us to find that balance and i guess find even just the music choice you know we really struggled for a long time Mm. to find the right like the perfect 
the perfect kind of vibe for us but um yeah i guess we did we spent spent like definitely a lot of hours and in, in making into making it work and i guess it was just a little bit different the second year we didn't have any expectations of actually coming first we our mindset was still we're going to do everything we can to achieve it um but in saying that when we got when we got awarded the gold the second time around the feeling i guess it wasn't as i wouldn't say it was it wasn't as exhilarating i guess mm. you know because that first time it was just like un- unknown grounds like yeah. you know we're kind of just going out on a limb here just who knows what's going to happen and mm. and our dreams kind of came true you know out of nowhere oh, i wouldn't say it's out of nowhere we dedicated the whole yeah, year I- to it but you know our dreams like really came true like for i think i think every single person in the crew it, it had always been a dream to you know get a gold medal at the world hip-hop international so mm. yeah that feeling was unreal we were all crying on stage that first year and then second year we were just like you know the biggest smile we were just like oh, we did it second year kind of felt like a bit of weight off our shoulders you know mm. more more than like uh yeah i guess yeah we felt a little bit of pressure a little bit of a lot more pressure than the first year damn really no one expected, oh yeah that's you know, right we were, un- yeah, we were yeah. like on the come up we came out of nowhere Yo. in the first year so nobody even knew about us and um second year of course you know we were coming back as champions there's there's mm. a little bit of pressure there so yeah but could i ask like because i remember i was watching you guys on the live stream and i know for like the first um I think it was semis, because uh, you, you guys went straight to semis, right? Uh, yeah. Yep, that yeah. year. Okay, so um, for that year, I remember at the semis, Connor did like two front flips at the beginning of your ISO set, uh, yeah. but then he nearly caked it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, does he crack it in practice, or was it just like... Yeah. Was uh, that new, or was that something that you came up with recently? Nah, I think... <sighs> Thinking back on it, I don't think he chucked that. I don't think he chucked that flip nearly enough times, ah. just because of how hard it is and how yep. kind of I guess dangerous it is. Yeah, hard. And he'd always do at least one, but and then when we're out on the grass, he'd do two easily. You know, I never, mm. I never saw him kind of fail like that actually. Not but he true. didn't really fail. He saved it so well. Like, yeah, hard. It looked like he was just doing, you know, a little <laughs> or something. Yeah, I was just, I was so proud that he didn't put his hands on the ground or anything. He saved yeah. us from a deduction, but. He ended up cracking it in the in the finals as well. I'm not sure if he actually did two. Um, I think he did one in the finals, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. safe. Oh, wow. Fair enough. But I remember when I saw that, I was like, I was like, holy shit, G. Connor's fucking beast in it. I was like, holy crap, bro. Jesus. Yeah, Connor, Connor is crazy. Like, he, he's the one, uh, you know, when we say, oh, this flip would be cool. Maybe yeah. if we, you know, had someone do this over there, he'd just, he'd just go and do it, you know? And they were like, yeah, that's the one. Um. Yeah, he just chucked his body on the line for the boys. <laughs> Hard, bro. Oh, actually, speaking about that, okay. So, what do you think... What attributes makes a good team player, bro? Um, honesty. Uh, mm. Self-respect and respect for others. Mm. Um, and just being able to collaborate, you know, and... and and just kind of step back and and admit or realize when maybe your point or your what you want doesn't agree with it, everybody else, you know, mm. being able to go, okay, well, let's make 
whatever everybody else wants to work let's make that work or kind of i guess meeting halfway you know just being able to communicate as well is, is definitely mm. a big thing because you know staying silent about how you feel like we were talking about before it can turn into like a bad energy in the studio mm. and it can really slow the process down so um, just being able to open up and literally just be there you know leave if you got problems in your life like of course that's that's understandable everybody does Hard. but being able to leave that at the door and and doing business or you know just being all there in the studio when you are there that that really that really helps a lot and mm. it goes a long way was there ever a mediator in the brothers was there ever one person that just like caught everybody together when everybody was like just split um i think it definitely was all of us at, at different moments oh. i think nathan definitely stepped up stepped up a lot of times but it also he also was going through like quite a bit in his head you know he was quite mm. stressed about the whole process so sometimes Fale would step up and and um level everybody out and just say yo look boys let's remember what we're doing why we're doing it um stop mucking around or whatever you know whatever needed to be said and every time every time one of the boys would step up and say that you know there's that respect was always enough that we could go okay yeah let's let's just get it you know fuck whatever was happening before let's get to it and that is that is powerful you know that's kind of like a i guess a it relates back to our our friendship and our connection as people we just really we really click and respect each other a lot so it made the process a lot easier mm. yeah that's so tight bro because like the way that you explain it is like well, it's the brothers are actually like you know brothers, actually you know. Brothers, yeah. Like you guys have each other's backs, and I think that's like really important because you know sometimes I think people get into crews or teams for like the intention that they need this team to get somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, then, definitely. but then they don't even like the people that they dance with, or yeah. like. And it's like, bro, doesn't that make like no sense, bro? Shouldn't you like at least like the people that you dance with, yeah. or like? Hard out. Part of, part of our training friends. was um like hanging with each other like outside mm. of the studio you know like we went to riley's batch and russell and we'd get up go for morning runs and then you know like have barbies and a few drinks this was before we started training obviously <laughs> but you know like just that that kind of like bonding is like a big part of it too because um you're a unit when you're on stage you know mm. you know you're not you're not supposed to be seven um seven different dancers you're supposed mm. to be whatever the name of your team is you're supposed to be a team and um i think i think that can show like sometimes you know you have like a few like star dancers or star mm. players that like really stick out but yeah if the whole team's not on that same level or you know they just haven't connected as well it, it can kind of show you know like you're only as, as strong as your weakest link mm. So that was something that we always worked on. We we tried not to have a weak link at all. Hard. I fuck yeah. the brothers were stacked, bro. Holy. Yeah, hard out. I, yeah. Amazing guys to dance with. I'm so grateful for everything that I've achieved with them and everything that I've experienced with them too, actually. Oh, here's a tight one. Okay. What's like one memory that like... Oh, no, no. What's one lesson? Because I feel like there's heaps of memories of the brothers there. Yeah, but let's, let's go. Let's go one um one lesson that you'll always take away from the brothers. That you'll take for, with you for the rest of your life, bro. Um, 
you can achieve anything that you put your mind to if you really want it. And there's a lot more to it than that. You know, you got to make sacrifices mm. and you got to actually commit to it and you got to be honest with yourself, but you can achieve anything that you put your mind to with realistic goal setting. <laughs> yeah, tight, tight. <laughs> as long as I it's like realistic, that. you know, we ain't flying like out here. <laughs> I like that, bro. Yeah. Because sometimes people are like um, super, nah, you, you can do anything you want, da, da, da. But yeah. then I like how you added that disclaimer, like, nah, but keep it realistic. Yeah, right? <laughs> be real. Be real with yourself. That's part of it, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, bro. So I guess, do you ever see the brothers like coming back? Because I know you guys are on a bit of a hiatus right now. Like, do you guys think you'll ever come back, like, um, I guess not competition-wise, but at least, like, creatively-wise? Like, where do you think's the direction, or if you're allowed to talk about it, like, what direction do you think you guys are going forward with now? Or is everybody just, like, doing their own things? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's it's still something that's kind of in the background. Um, mm. I'd, I'd love to see it come back and, and become something, something bigger than it was before. Uh, we took a step last year to kind of expand and, and we asked a lot more people to come in and meet with us, um, dancers from other companies and uh, even not just dancers, we asked a few DJs and rappers and tight, you know, just tight. creatives to come and hear what we had to say and um, we're trying, trying to kind of turn it into more of like a creative collective of um, people that share the same kind of aspirations and same kind of goals and people that are willing to uh, share their energy to the community for the sake of it growing, you know. Uh, we really love our country. We really believe mm-hmm. in New Zealand a lot. So we just uh, think there's so much talent here that if, we, if we're if we putting our stuff out there, it's going to encourage more people to. And if, if we can do our part to encourage other people, then um, we're, we'll be thankful for that. Um, but yeah, going forward... Uh, at the moment, we're definitely all focused on our kind of individual goals and our individual lives. But um, we were training. We were training on Sundays last year, f- uh, once a week, mm. just on Sundays, um, every now and then. But it kind of fell through because everyone got okay. so busy, you know, and mm. it was just hard to make it work. But um, we've actually handed our leadership over to Riley so mm. just so that someone can kind of spearhead it and, and take direction yeah um, so I'm not 100% sure where where he's leading us to right now but I know that it's definitely it's he doesn't want it to die out and Hard. neither do I neither do any of the other boys you know we believe that it's something that could support more than just us you know mm. that's, that's what we're trying to turn it into now because I feel like people people have looked at us as like a kind of exclusive kind oh. of, you know, group of people or just a dance crew. Really? And, and we're trying to, yeah, we try to break out of that. I guess maybe we got that idea from like the media and um, people covering our stories and stuff, mm. you know, um, classifying us as a dance crew, which I guess, guess we are and we were. Yeah. But we want it to be more than that, you know. We'd like to build something that is really that'll be around after we go or you know after, yeah after we're done or whatever yeah not sure exactly what that is yet but something to do with creatives and mm. people that are inspired you know it's tight bro that's so yeah. weird how people think that like dance crews are exclusive um in a way they are but then at the same time like it's kind of like um like if you want to be in the brothers you just have to be 
a brother like yeah. to be honest like yeah. if you want to be a part of like any team that's tight like that you just gotta actually be their friend first or like you know yeah, have that connection it's not like an audition is all you need to be in a team yeah like it needs to be like the right fit the right person because if it's not then that's like one there might be a great dancer but great dancing doesn't have like isn't everything yeah exactly you know? nah exactly you're mm. right bro that's that's funny because we've never actually had an audition i I don't think Mm. it's ever it's nothing that we've ever really wanted to do you know and i guess that's just because we felt like i don't know it was it was it was hard to i guess find other people that we click with so hard you know share that same kind of bond and then i guess it got to a point where like we still shared that same bond but you know we were all being called to our different corners of, in life and mm. and we we were seeing all these young people they're like the next generation kind of coming up and people out there just doing their thing being inspired and we just wanted to support it and we thought that we had you know kind of have a name which can kind of contribute to that and we have an idea or i guess we've had lots of ideas in the past um like big future goals yeah I don't. I don't really want to go into depth with that because oh, that's don't want to jinx anything. But hard. Um, if we can achieve that, it'll just be really awesome to bring those same like-minded people together mm. in the New Zealand community. Because New Zealand, I mean, we've got a bit of a name for ourselves, you know, in, yeah. the, in the dance industry, but it's definitely nowhere near where what it should be, in my opinion. Mm. I feel like uh, New Zealand could be like the LA of of dance you know people should be flying over here to take classes and mm. to see what we've got you know instead of us flying over there and spending lots of money <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah actually that's a that's a good point as well like because i feel like we do have like fucking crazy ass dancers here we have like so much to offer so what what do you reckon is the difference between la and nz right now to dance wise i was gonna say they're in lockdown nah. oh, <laughs> yo. lots of covid over there nah. um <laughs> uh i'd say over in america they have a lot of a lot more foundational knowledge mm. which is something my, i myself i i haven't really delved into enough which is is something that i'd really like to do mm-hmm. it's also kind of the reason why i haven't been teaching as much lately because um when the whole blm movement was going on yep. it really made me think about um i guess the culture that the culture that has helped me you know find mm. my inspiration i've taken a lot of inspiration off of their culture as well yeah. so i'm grateful for it and i never want to disrespect it because you know mm. it means a lot to me so being able to learn i guess those fundamentals and actually having knowledge to pass on to people would just be awesome you know that to me that's you know teaching more than just moves is is, is uh invaluable yeah where would you like to go as a oh actually what style would you like to pick up uh i'm quite interested uh, actually it's a tough one i like i like light feet i'm definitely keen tight, to get into that tight. i like light feet um i want to learn more about like um kind of like reggaeton but just like african hey you know, but yeah. that's out the gate bro i know what i want to know for um, yeah, well, yeah i've been dancing Damn. dancing with nzx lately yep. and kyle's you know i've taught i've been taught a little bit of it and i like i like grooving you know it's, mm, it's a real groovy dance style and um 
like learning how to like move your chest and your hips and just free yeah. your body up like that i think it's like a every dancer should know how to do that you know mm. um even if if you're a guy like you know it's 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 a manly thing to be able to move Yo, your body in that way facts, you know? bro, people, facts. people looking at diff- look at it differently but if you do it right like it's kill off bro it's, so, it's sick there's one saying do you think you do it right <laughs> <laughs> not yet no nah. 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 <laughs> um where, where do you think where do you think your role is in the dance community nowadays bro because i reckon like back a few years ago um you were kind of like a i say like a, like um what they call it like a, a reaching point for a lot of people because i remember like the year that you guys broke out um 2015 the next year after that when i was watching a few competitions here and there um they're like little kids like and so inspired by you that do um you know the do it for the uh, yeah. like they did put in their own little um remixes yeah, yeah. have you seen some of them yeah yeah yo yeah. we saw we saw quite a bit of that actually yo. even like um like regional competitions around mm. new zealand we got to go and um like do guest performances or whatever and we saw people wearing like the not the same but pretty much like you know, same costume and mm. um using the same music we've even heard people um taking like part of our mix (laughs) 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 the exact same mix and jamming it but i mean like it's cool you know like yeah the fact that we reach people in that in that way and like they they want to go on stage doing that i mean i feel special because of that you know like in, in a way we inspired them hard bro and plus that one like sometimes it only takes that one crew or that one um person that's like you can relate to because you know you guys are from nz you know like, oh yo i want to dance i want to try it out yeah exactly and then that could be their whole um start to their journey bro like you might yeah. have just started someone's journey yeah well that's beautiful yeah so um do you reckon like nowadays because back then like you're a bit more of a role model but because brothers has taken like, a bit of a um a step back i'd say just so you guys can focus on your individual things like where do you see yourself um going creatively in the scene right now um that's a that's a tough one mm. yeah I'm, I'm a bit i'm a bit up in the air about it uh like i said i'm just kind of getting back to the whole thing about enjoying it and and kind of you know doing me so um i guess just just really becoming the best version of myself and and sharing the best of my craft that's that's all i kind of want for myself and i feel like everything else will lead onto something else from Mm. that you know whatever it is i just i like to inspire people however i can um i like to make people feel good you know because um dancing to music makes me feel so good i feel like everybody deserves to have that feeling um and when i get the opportunity to teach you know i do my best to put smiles on people's faces and make sure that they get the curry so that when they're doing groups at the end they're like literally just having fun they're not trying to impress people you know my classes are never about impressing people and that's not really what i'm about either but i guess there's always kind of an aspect about that people want to look good you know Mm. even myself i I don't want to put it out if it's not good enough but yeah it's not really the the main reason why i do things so i guess where i stand is i just got to I'm just trying to do the best for myself so that people can see me and hopefully they take inspiration from that however they can. Yeah. And um, everybody should be doing the best that they can do, you know. That's that's just the underlying kind of mm. kind of message there that 
I think everybody should always take on the chin. Is there anything that stops you from being the best? Like, what do you think is the main thing that stops you? Probably uh, just myself, eh? Sometimes I'm lazy. Sometimes, mm. you know, I second guess myself. Um, sometimes I care too much about what I'm doing, you know? It's it's I I actually think that sometimes the best material that you make is just when you're mucking around and having fun, you know. Same. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I'm just too serious. Fuck. <laughs> Come on. Nah. Not that serious guy. Yeah, what a serious guy. Um, alright, bro. Um, <laughs> I guess to close it off, Jay, is um, this is the question that I ask all my guests at the end of um at the end of the episode, which is, if you could say something to uh, the Jackson five years from now, bro. Like, what would you say to them? Oh, <laughs> a lot. Nah. <laughs> Way too much. Hmm. Sorry, bro. I got to think about this. All good, bro. Take your time. What would I say to myself? I guess I'd say, don't take your foot off the pedal, you know? Just go like don't don't worry about what everybody else thinks and just just do you and do what you like do what feels best to you you know go with your gut feeling and and don't ever stop chasing your dreams um whatever that is and I guess fuck yeah it's a tough one eh? mm, talking yeah. out of my ass <laughs> oh all good well. Um, let me try that. Let me think about it and try that again. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'd say yeah. Don't take don't take your foot off the pedal. Like just go balls deep into whatever you, you want to achieve. You know, um, and also you don't have to take every opportunity opportunity that comes your way because it's not necessarily the best thing for you always you know you got to take time for yourself and you got to work on yourself and all aspects of life you can't just be a good dancer and that that's enough you know you gotta you gotta do your best in all aspects of life so i guess i'm still i am i'm kind of living i'm trying to live up to that as best as i can but um i slacked off when i was younger that's for sure mm. But yeah, sweet. Continue to do what you love. All right, sweet as um that concludes us for this episode. Um, first of all, just like big thanks to Jackson for having me, bro. Because like I've always, like I've always like vibed with you and respected you, like and what you've been able to achieve, bro. And like the thing is, you're the type of person where like I feel like you've done so many crazy things, bro. But like you're still just like you're able to like just chill out and just be like, nah, nah, I'm so good, you know, just humble. And I'm like. Yo, fuck! I, I, like I'm I respect that real hard, bro. Yo, thanks, so, bro. yo, thanks for having me. And I yeah, bro, this it. is like the last um slot, so you can just um plug yourself for our um for our Spotify listeners. Um, just plug plug yourself where to find you. Any up and coming projects you have coming up? And yeah, this is your last time. Kia ora. Uh, yeah, you can find me on all social media. Just Jackson Tuarai, T U A R A E. That's my last name. Um upcoming projects i don't have anything set in place at the moment but i'm definitely planning on creating more content to put out and just sharing my craft and what i love to do um yeah stay inspired love yourself love the people around you 
Aroha nui. Thank See you, guys. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Peace.